Good evening and welcome into Sports Beat Game Night After Hours. I am not Hamahimuli Jr. I'm what he would call the resident friendly Canadian Canuck, Zach Hicken. Uh, Hema is out um, doing some service up at uh, Rice Eccles Stadium. Out on assignment. Shout but out I'm, to Hema out on assignment. Yeah, shout out to uh, Hema. But I am alongside with uh, that gentleman you just heard his voice, Sean Walker. He's the uh, do-it-all guy at ksl.com slash sports. Bingham, Bingham High School beat reporter. Yeah, Bingham High School beat reporter, BYU beat reporter. Shout UVU out to John Lamborn. soccer beat reporter, Real Salt Lake beat reporter um am i missing anything else there uh i'm sure am, yeah. i'm sure we'll come <laughs> i'm sure i'll have another title added to my name by the end of this podcast fair enough podcast producer Pod- extraordinary yeah podcast producer let's not forget that one so um what we uh, are you guys for? i hear that you guys are podcasting a little without me so you don't really need me anymore yeah, you know... Let's have it out right here, Zach. You took three weeks to get back from Wisconsin, Sean. That's true. It's not my fault that that's you missed your point. flight no, and that's... you decided to walk back, but... Well, my, my, my. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good... That's... Yeah. No, it's all good. You're back with us. We're back. We're reunited and it feels so good and I'm... we are talking... I'm surprised you didn't introduce me, though. I did. The way that Oh, the internet Jesus. To. Sorry. That's the title I forgot. His Holiness. Yeah, His Holiness. Thank you. Sean Walker. Back from the dead. He died for our internet sins. <laughs> Make sure you guys clear your history. Um, yeah. Um, but we're talking high school football tonight. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's uh, before we alienate our entire audience, this is, this is a special episode because we wanted to talk nothing but Utah high school football. So now that we've alienated half of our audience, the half that wasn't offended by... By... Let's talk some high school football. Okay, yeah, let's do it. So uh, this is, for a lot of teams, the last week of region play. Um, it's a UEA break here in Utah next week, so it's a short week, and um, a lot of these teams will schedule patsies, so then you know, they have the region race wrapped up, and it'll be just kind of a tune-up game for Excuse me, the sir. state championship. Excuse me, sir. Region 9 is very disappointed in you calling their region t- title game a patsy. No, you, I said some. I said okay, some, some schools. Okay, some, there are some. other schools that Looking at it's you, a American very important Ford. week. Looking at you, American It's Ford. a very important week for... Stop scheduling Davis before the playoffs. Yeah. It's a very important game for... Or important week for Region 9, Region 7. Um, and so uh, we're just going to kind of take a deep dive, go through a recap of the week, starting with Wednesday, because Region 9 was playing on Wednesday. Um, yeah, we, speaking of Region 9. Yeah, we had Pay a Pay attention thriller. to St. George people. We had a thriller uh, down in St. George, Desert Hills, and Pineview. It was at Desert Hills. Went into triple overtime. Not one, not two, three OTs. Yep. Three short of uh, how many rings LeBron was planning on winning in Miami. But Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, that wasn't me. That was Zach. That was Zach. But we were all thinking it. Yeah. No, we were, we were it, it was a heck of a game. Um, we... Uh, I mean, when you get to the point where teams have to start going for two during overtime, you know it's a good game. It's a close game. Uh, matching each other score for score. Um, was it Desert Hills that scored? or Pine, Pineview scored a touchdown um, to kind of force the overtime. Uh, and then Desert Hills pretty much got the first shot. 
and then what happened is in the third overtime, Desert Hill scores the touchdown, goes for two and converts. Yeah, Lo- Logan Willstead. We should give a shout out to uh, the other other Willstead down there. Logan the other Willstead. other Willstead. Yeah, Logan Willstead, Desert Hill's quarterback. Not at Pineview like his older brother Cody. Hmm. Hmm. No, he's just beaten to Pineview. Yeah, no, we won't. We won't say anything else. But uh, yeah, Logan Willstead connects with Kyer Golding in triple overtime. They go for two, obviously make it in two, um, and then uh, Pineview has a chance to respond, and they fumble it away. And they fumbled inside of the five ball game, fifty-two forty-four. Desert Hills. Desert Hill in Region Nine is now yeah they're they're unbeaten down there in Region Nine play and uh, faces a monster game next week against Dixie for that Region Championship. Yeah, that's what just as everyone to. predicted, right? Uh, Actually, that probably is what everybody predicted because probably D Hills and Dixie are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to that game on Wednesday. Um, just a few short days away, but let's, uh, Dixie. Uh, meanwhile, we should give a shout out. Special yeah. shout out to Dixie. Um, Fifty nine nothing. Over Hurricane, that's a thing. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, Preston Moore, 195 yards and three touchdowns. That's that's decent. Uh, Hurricane, as many touchdowns as both Zach Hicken and I on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. That Shout out to the right. Tigers. Um, but uh, kind of moving ahead. Um, let's kind of that's uh, basically what we saw on Wednesday for uh, that Region Nine title as those two teams look to close it out Thursday night. Sean and I were out on assignment. I was uh, in the wonderful Heber City. Uh, made a quick stop to Dairy Keen, home of the train. And oh, did you? I did. Oh, this is the most important part of the podcast. We got to talk about Dairy Keen. Uh, what What did you get? What was the order? I got the bacon cheeseburger, but I was a little disappointed. Oh, so we won't, Heber, we don't Heber you're being put on blast right now. We, what What disappointed you about Heber's all time classic? The fry sauce. The fry. Disappointing fry sauce? Yes. You realize what fry sauce is, right? I do. Like, it's it's pretty much utter garbage. No, Like, no not. offense to all of Utah, but, like, it's pretty much utter garbage, and so it's kind of hard to mess up. Yeah, it was too ketchup-y, and I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I, I, well, I prefer fair. more mayo than ketchup. And Well, see, now the best fry sauce, here's the dirty little secret, the best fry sauce actually doesn't have any ketchup in it. Real fry sauce a.k.a. the best fry sauce, a.k.a. the realest of the real fry sauce, is mayonnaise and barbecue sauce. See, I've heard that. I haven't had yeah, it, though. It gives it a little bit of extra tang, and then the mayonnaise comes in, and it, it sort of dampens everything, greases, okay. it, greases it out, if you will. Um, I'm also just not a ketchup guy, though. Like, when you get a hot yeah, dog. Yeah, fair enough. When you get a hot dog, what do you put on your hot dog? Uh, mayo. On a hot dog? I'm just kidding. On a, okay. I put mustard on. Yeah, uh, I put always, like brown mustard. Always mustard, right? Yeah, it's got to be mustard. It's got to be mustard, Dijon, brown mustard, spicy mustard, whatever. Um, all y'all who put ketchup on your hot dogs, I'm calling you out. So if you're mad at me over that hashtag hot take, go ahead and tweet me at Rod Zundel. Give me all your, uh, all your food hot takes. That's my burner account, at Rod Zundel. Tweet him about soup. Yeah, and definitely tweet about your hot... Soup takes. Yes. At Rod Zundel. That's my Twitter account. Um, but uh, let's move on to the game because uh, it wasn't that much better. I mean, it probably had the best moment of the week, though. Um, prior to the game, uh, with this being the last home game for a lot of these teams, it's senior night, and these schools are recognizing their seniors. Now, the coolest moment beforehand, uh, 
in my opinion, and it's probably the coolest thing I've seen at the high school level, is um, Damian Mellers. He is a lineman for Wasatch. Uh, his dad, Lieutenant Colonel David Mellers, is a Green Beret uh, stationed overseas. And he um, uh, wasn't originally slated to make it for his son's senior night. But he was announced as a last-moment special guest um, and uh, was welcome in, welcome, welcomed in with open arms. And um, it was a really special moment. A lot of tears. Uh, shed by those in the crowd um, a big hug between David and Damien it was a really special moment and um, you don't see a lot of stuff like uh, stuff like that every single week but uh, whenever it happens it's definitely a special moment I'm sure it's something that neither of those two will ever forget so um, basically from there it was all Provo though it was the uh, Ben Miles Mills show uh, the uh, star wide receiver for Provo scored two touchdowns uh, while I was there. He may have added a third, possibly. I don't know. But he looked really good. Um, Provo jumped out to a 26-3 lead. Uh, yeah, three three touchdown catches. Three touchdowns. For okay. 10 Miles Mills. Uh, so, so three touchdowns for Miles Mills. 26-3 um, lead at halftime. Unfortunately, Wasatch uh, looks like they may have lost their star quarterback, Brock Cloward. Um, for significant time, possibly the season. Yeah, he hurt. Yeah. I can't confirm he hurt. Uh, right knee injury. Uh, he was putting a, a knee immobilizer, um, and it pretty much devastated Wasatch from there on out. I think it was the third drive of the game, and uh, when you lose a guy with the talent that he has, um, it, it's just hard to come back. And so Yeah, really hard. Shout out, shout out to Parker Quinton coming back a little bit there in the second mm-hmm. half. I mean, two second-half touchdown passes. Both to Ethan Wood. He's a nice player. Yeah, he's a really nice player. Um, I I saw him a couple couple weeks ago when they played Springville. Um, so yeah, so Wasatch not totally out, but yeah, when when you lose your your starting quarterback, that's never a good thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think this was probably a bigger win for Provo. Oh, it was a huge win for a, Provo than a loss for uh, for Wasatch necessarily because Provo now all of a sudden. And we'll go over kind of the region standings a little bit in more detail lately, later, later. But Pro now all of a sudden is a playoff team out of Region 8. Yeah. And without that win over Wasatch, I'm not sure if they are, quite frankly. Yeah, they go ahead and move up past Timpanogos. Yeah, moving moving up. Um, pretty much clinched a playoff berth for the most part. Uh, just about. We'll see. Well, how they have the head-to-head against Timpanogos. Yeah. So. yeah, We'll see how things shake out. I mean, some weird stuff can happen next week, but but all but clinched. Um, and then Provo ends the season next week against Springville. So that could have some interesting postseason could, ramifications. Could create some movement in that yeah. uh, in those region standings. Yeah. But you were at uh, Timpview Jordan, which uh, I was was not what we expected. That was a game. It was definitely, of all the football games I've seen at all of the high schools in multiple states where I've been a sports reporter, Zach Hicken, Jordan at Timfew was definitely one of them. It was definitely... I think I, I, think I could have guessed that. Yeah, it was definitely a game. So, now, when, when you think about Jordan High and you think about, you know, going all the way back to when, like, Coach Eric Kerr was there, uh, you remember, like, record-setting quarterback Austin Kefensis, um everything that they've kind of built up through years and years and years and multiple quarterbacks and kind of the system and everything that they've got. Like, what what do you think of with Jordan? 
throwing it's, the ball and giving up a lot of points. Yeah, right? Like 60 times a game yeah. and they're high, this high-octane offense. And it doesn't matter if we don't have the best defense in the world because we're going to outscore you and run and gun and and all that. Uh, final score, Jordan. Jordan got the win over Tempview, which in Provo, that's kind of a big deal. Huge um, deal. But that's not the biggest deal because final score, Jordan 18, Tempview 7. It's really surprising. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Timview goes down and scores on their opening drive, second drive, second drive, first quarter. They score a touchdown. And then Jordan shuts them out the rest of the way. Uh, Jake Shaver with a nice 159 yards on the ground, uh, two touchdowns, one on a dive, one on a ridiculous 70-something yard explosion up the middle. Um, and that was pretty much the ballgame. Beyond that, it was just it was all Jordan's defense. And here was, here was maybe my favorite part of this game was uh, afterwards, um, shout out to Brandon Gurney of Deseret News, him and I talking to Jordan coach Kaleo Terripaya, whose name I don't, I can't pronounce very well, so I apologize, coach. We'll just call you coach. I think that works. Are you okay? Jordan coach. Uh, yeah. So uh, coach Terripaya was talking to us after the game, and we, we asked him about that. We're like, coach, you guys just won with defense. And if we sounded a little bit incredulous, maybe he heard that in our voice. Um, and he said he uh, he told us this. Defense knew it was going to be a defensive game, and we had to we had to produce or get out. And so we wanted to make him uh, send a message that Jordan's not just an offensive team anymore. We're all around team, defense, offense, and special teams. Yeah, I think it was an all-around win for Jordan because uh, for a team that has relied on its offense historically for so long uh, to go down and do what they did against Tempview, who of all the teams in the state, it's a team. No, I'm just kidding. Tempview's just a very up and down team. Um, I mean, uh, they beat, um, they beat, uh, uh, excuse me, they beat uh, American Fork in week two, but just, they've had some really weird games. Um, So, just very, very odd, but uh, it sets up a really big matchup between Corner Canyon and Jordan on Wednesday for that Region 7 title. Yeah, Corner Canyon just steamrolls past Alta 49-21, a game that's really not even as close as uh, that final score would indicate. Alta with a couple of late touchdowns. Uh, Corner Canyon was up 28-0 to at halftime, really just boat racing the rest of 5A. And now all of a sudden, that, that regular season finale is your Region 7 championship game. Um, and Which uh, I don't think is anything anyone expected. I mean, you would probably look at Alta and Timpview. Yeah, Alta of coming Jordan. off of a great year last year. Timpview kind of a perennial power up there. Cottonwood, okay, Cottonwood probably wasn't yeah, going to be for that region title. But, but uh, yeah. I mean, Corner Canyon, Georgia, it's right now looking at it on this season, it's a very fitting Region 7 championship, uh, but probably not one that a lot of people would have expected during that preseason. Um, and uh, and Coach Terry Paya actually talked a little bit about how big of a game that is, a rivalry game at Jordan with the Corner Canyon team really looking to prove something before the playoffs. It's going to be a very, very big game. You know, uh, Coach Carroll's a great coach here at Jordan High School, and I was just trying to continue on the legacy and uh, trying to make it a different type of school and type of football team now. Yeah, it, um, 
Corner Canyon is a team that is on kind of out for revenge after last year and uh, kind of the uh, uh, media's favorite, the the favorite to win the 5A title this year. Um, Number one ranked team at 5A. Yeah, and have a really good shot um, at uh, coming away with it. And uh, but first they got to go through Jordan, obviously, and it's at Jordan. It's gonna be a tough game. Jordan's really improved um, throughout the season, and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, Cole Hagen quietly one of I think the top five quarterbacks, certainly in five A, maybe in the state. He's he's up there with with some of the best quarterbacks in the state. He's only a junior. How Coach Eric Kerr keeps producing these prolific. Not quite record-breaking quarterbacks, but pretty close. It's just amazing. I yeah. call, I call the guy a, a quarterback whisperer, and before it used to be in jest. It might not be in jest anymore. He just he keeps turning out quarterbacks in his system uh, over and over and over again. Yeah, so, I definitely put Hagen in. I'd probably put him number one if I were to rank him out. In really, five, eh? really. Oh, overall in the state. Ooh, that's really close between him and Boone, Boone Abbott. Um, but like rounding right? out Jake Jensen, Brock Cloward, and probably probably Parker Swenson are like the guys that I would say have impressed me the most in games that I've seen this year. Um, but we don't need to get into those schematics right now. A lot of lot of really talented quarterbacks in the state. Um, but Cole Hagen's clearly number one. And no love for the quarterback of what might be the best team in the state again. Rumors of their demise have been greatly exaggerated. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Peyton Jones and the mighty, mighty being a miners. Who that's called the segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there. The yeah. Uh, Bingham coming away with a come from behind 28-24 win, home win over American Fork. On came down to the night. last play with one second left. Yeah, uh, 13 seconds left. Well, yeah. Uh, Bingham scores with 13 seconds left on a misdirection play to uh, tight end Bryson Harward, and then just holds on by the skin of their teeth, absolute skin of their teeth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Payne Jones, 130 yards, two touchdowns. These are all unofficial stats, but 130 yards and two touchdowns, threw for another 117, and that score really went toe-to-toe in a lot of ways with American Fork star Boone Abbott, who uh, I had him for about 233 yards and three touchdowns as well. Incredible night by Abbott. Who's also a star pitcher? Yeah, star I think pitcher. I think we're contractually obligated to mention that he is a star pitcher. Yeah, for the American Fork Baseball Program. Yeah, um, but uh, what a game! What an absolute game this was. I mean, so many momentum swings back and forth. The game's tied at halftime, seven to seven. American Fork is playing Bingham's game in its entirety. They take a br- brief lead in the third, and then Bingham figures stuff out. And they go up big. They're up 21-10 to 10 going into the final quarter. And then Abbott says, nah, 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 and he rallies them back. They go up 24-21 into the final minutes. Uh, and then this Bingham team just, they, they don't say quit, Zach Higgins. No, they don't. They don't say quit. And, I mean, when you were the program that Bingham is, um, you kind of have the confidence in yourself that you're able to, to overcome adversity. I mean, it's not like they have marched through the state like we expected this year. They lost to Lone Peak, uh, had a really close game against Pleasant Grove that pretty much came down to the last play mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
honestly, Pleasant Grove probably should have won that game. Uh, let me take my blue goggles off now. But um, and then American Fork that last play, it Dane Christiansen for president. Yeah, Dane Christiansen for president. Um, it did look like Chase Roberts caught that last uh, last ball on the game broadcast in the studio in, in, in back at the station. We see that last play and we all start freaking out because we don't see the ball. We just assume Chase Roberts caught it. Yeah, incredible one, pass and breakup. One, yeah, one um, referee also came in signaled a touchdown. The other one on the other side, on the far side of the field, was signaling incomplete catch because he saw that the ball had popped out. Yeah. And so we were both, uh, me, Matt, and Jer, were very surprised by that. And there were some loud exclamations. And- so I And I was, I was standing right on the goal line for that final play. Um, that was an incredible throw by Abbott. Really a... Well, it was such a tight window. Yeah, a, a very good catch, quote-unquote, uh, by Roberts. BYU fans are going to love him mm-hmm. over that. But just a better pass breakup by uh, yeah, the Bingham defender. Yeah, but an even just an exceptional defensive package. And I will say, to, to Bingham's credit, if Roberts had come down with that ball, I don't think it's a touchdown. I was standing right on the goal line. Ooh. And I I think he would have Ooh. been down. He would have come down like maybe a yard in front of the goal line, like five inches in front of the goal line. Ooh. Maybe that's a little hot takey. Um, maybe not. In the end, it was a really nice pass breakup. Great play by the Bingham defense. Bingham survives 28-24 against American Fork. And uh, head coach, head coach John Lamborn, he's been around the block quite a bit uh and uh, and he he told us after the game this was really everything that you want in a high school football game yeah and the truth is i don't have a whole lot in me (laughs) (laughs) not not that there's anything wrong with me right now but you know i am becoming one of those older ones and uh uh, but you know what this is what you live for and uh and we will remember this one forever but we got a lot of football left to play and so do they Uh, that's a good football team two great football teams right there bingham and american fork Shout out to the Cavemen. Shout out to the Miners. Um, might tonight have been a preview of the uh, 6A state championship? Possibly. We need to look and see how the brackets break down. But um, I do know that it's very unbalanced in that first round because Region 1 and 2 are facing off um, and Region 3 and 4 are facing off. So we have a special guest that just walked into the studio well, with his grungy look what up well and and, speak- and speaking of special guests right as we were about to get to another contender in their classification uh your ksl game night live game of the week you saw this one on the ksl tv app listening to it by uh from uh, rod zundel and it was a shutout victory for hemahey muli jr's viewmont vikings it was blanking yeah. their crosstown rival go Bountiful. vikings whoop whoop yeah, 35-0 win against Bountiful, um, and uh, just looked the part for, uh, you know, contending for that uh, Region 5 title, which is now a three-way tie at 4-1 and one, uh, between Box Elder, Roy, and, uh, yeah, so it's a three-way tie, um, and that game is, I believe, going to be played next, well, not this upcoming week, but the week following, it'll probably be an early week game, like a Tuesday, um, and They'll face off, play one half of football, and then uh, 
move on to the first round of the state playoffs. So this is like the pre Yeah, there are some, some tiebreakers, some coin tosses involved in there between uh, Viewmont Roy and Box Elder, all tied 4-1 on top of Region 5. Um, yeah, it, it really, though, it wouldn't be a North region without some weirdness happening. Oh, yeah. I think on top of the standings. Absolutely. Let's be totally honest. And uh, let's go to our Viewmont correspondent, Hemahemuli Jr., what up? And ask him, what makes this Viewmont team so good? I have no idea, but it feels good. I didn't I didn't watch any of the games tonight. I just literally got back from uh, the Utah uh, the Utah Utes drubbing of the Arizona Wildcats. But it's good to see that uh, Viewmont blinked Bountiful. Um, wow, Bountiful's one and four. That's yeah, but Bountiful's terrible. not good. Bountiful's Eesh. not good. I mean. 35 nothing. So 35 nothing. Viewmont over their crosstown rival. Can we still call them crosstown rival? Bountiful. I, I think so. That's technically Woods Cross or Bountiful, but I mean, yeah, that's like, close enough, right? But like Bountiful and Viewmont have just been around longer. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I was surprised. I am shocked. Looks like they got all their points in the first quarter. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Robert Summerhays. Uh, Three touchdowns. Just an absolute. Two hundred yards rushing. Yeah, he looked yeah, really good. Absolute monster. And uh, he actually caught up with the one and only Rod Zundel after this game on the KSL TV app. Line did a heck of a job. They left some gaping holes, and it was awesome to run through. They did I a heck a of a job. Right here. Good, job. <laughs> Good job, Good job, Rod. I'm talking about. <laughs> Just talk about uh, winning a third straight uh, region title. Well, we put in, we put in a lot of work, and it pays off. I mean, we've practiced like every day for the last three months, and we worked hard, and we've earned it. Like we've worked hard, and yeah, I'm just happy that we pulled it off again. Yeah. Uh... Great win by them. Uh, another team with a great win this week uh, was the game I was at, was East-West Jordan, uh, which actually, coming out of the gates, was a heck of a game. Uh, East would uh, deliver a blow with Charlie Vincent and 2-2 span, that backfield, really talented. And, uh, you know, West Jordan was matching those guys blow for blow. 21-21 uh, through, like, a quarter and a half, and then right before halftime, uh, East marches downfield and punches it in with 2-2 span to go up 28-21. It was pretty much just East from there out. Uh, three quick touchdowns in the third quarter. 2-2 um, span, five touchdowns on the night, and uh, East wraps up that Region 3 uh, title uh, and uh, finishes the season. Uh, well, you know, they actually have one game left, but looks like they're going to finish undefeated because, I mean, who's going to beat them in Region 3, let's be honest. So, um, impressive win there. Uh, the, West Jordan. They'll finish the year next week uh, at home, Senior Night against Copper Hills. Yeah, that's a win. All right. So, uh, yeah, really impressive win uh, from East, especially with all the emotion that West Jordan came out with. Really nice halftime adjustments and uh, uh, made some adjustments after coming out really flat um, early, um, early in the game. But uh, Hema as we mentioned earlier, was on assignment. He was uh, called to uh, serve as the cameraman um, at the Rice-Eccles Stadium West end zone area. And we got some breaking uh, news. Here's what he has to say about the game. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, the Utah-Arizona game was a complete ass-whooping. Utah just routed Arizona. Uh, Dare I say... Coach Whittinghammer came to play, dropping bombs left and right. Uh, did Kyle drop the Whittinghammer? He did. 
several times. Also, is Winning Hammer going to be a thing now? I don't know. I think it should be. I think it we need, should start it. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be. Like, let me just tell you the highlights, okay? First off, Donovan Mitchell was in attendance. Him and his oh, normal. That's, that's, a, hot, that's yeah, a highlight right there. Him and norm, his normal gang of, of goons showed up. Uh, Buckets? George Buckets was there. Buckets O'Neal? George Nyang. Threesus of Nazareth. Fresh off the plane. Threesus of Nazareth was there. Uh, so that Excuse w- me, excuse me. Uh, that that sounds like half of your undefeated Utah Jazz. Oh yeah, absolutely. Undefeated, five and zero. The gang was all there. That was just the opener. Okay. Next, next off, uh, another highlight of the game was uh, man Tyler Huntley came to play. He ran for a touchdown. He threw a touchdown, and he received for a touchdown. This hat trick. It was insane. Hat trick. Uh Guess who threw that touchdown to Tyler Huntley? That, was it was Joe, it yes. was it a Br- 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 Britton Covey? Was it a former Timview High quarterback? Elder Britton Covey. Elder Britton Covey. Elder Britton Covey. Nice leather pants. Had a mission, and he served it honorably right into the hands of Tyler Huntley. It was insane. Oh. This uh, this game was uh, it was great except for after the third quarter. Then it was. Basically garbage time, and I had to stand there in the freezing cold, just freezing. It was cold out there. Waiting for I nothing. can confirm. That sucks. I'm also convinced that Bingham High School is, like, about 12 degrees colder than, like, anywhere else in the Salt Lake Valley. Yeah. It was really cold out there. I believe that. Yeah, it's getting cold, guys. Um, uh, Let's see. What else happened? I think that's it. Uh, you had a fake punt? Oh, yeah. That's right. Fake punt. Wishnaf from Kigibi. Uh, Mitch Wishnafsky. He uh, Who, ran uh, for, like, 30 yards. Um, just tucked it all down in his pocket like a, like a can of, uh, Vegemite. Um, like, like, like the ball was his little Joey and he went uh, hopping down, down under. Yes, sir. He, uh, he tucked that, that thing right in there, crikey. And, uh, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Um... That's that's as much as I have for an Australian accent. But it was it was it was amazing. Yeah, great game. The Utes played a full complete game. Uh, there's some sweet sound bites that are going to come out tomorrow or on Sunday. Ooh. Sports Beat, some good stuff. That's a tease. Stay tuned to the Sports Beat YouTube channel. That is a tease. So, um, yeah, Utah gets the win on Friday night against Arizona, as uh, Hemis said. Capping uh, off another fantastic high school football Friday with Arizona in town. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Sumlin. Um, And then, uh, yeah, a lot of big high school games this week. The full recap will be on uh, tomorrow at 6 p.m. on KSL TV. On uh, KSL Game Night, we'll be taking a look at all those games. and For all of you except those with a DirecTV subscription. Yes. Uh, if that's Go the download the app. Yeah, just go download the app. It's free. It's free 99. Free 99. For our uh, LDS friends out there, I know that you'll take advantage of that. So uh, we will be back on uh, Sunday night. Um, the recap of BYU's what I'm guessing will be a game. It'll be <laughs> a something. It'll be something. It'll Zach be Wilson something. expected to get his first start, according to reports from uh, Utah's independent voice. Um and uh, Utah State facing UNLV, gonna put up a lot of points on the scoreboard. 
A lot of touchdowns. And for our Money Rogers Love. less UNLV. We should mention. Yes, Money Rogers less. Don't know who Money Rogers our is. Armani Rogers. Armani Rogers. Yeah, he's UNLV's injured quarterback. Okay. Money Rogers. A A Rogers. Armani Rogers. Money Rogers. Money Rogers. He I mean he does live in Sin City, so it's all money, baby. Yeah, it's, it's all, all money. money. Hey, it's you know what? Money. I'm gonna give you guys a tip, okay? And a hot tub. Here, here's uh, let, let's do a little gambling tip right now. If you're gonna put some money on Utah State, bet the over, bet the over under, because they're gonna just absolutely. I think the over under is like 52 or something like that. It's going over. It's going over. They're gonna score like 50 points on their own. So, that's my tip for the week. Uh, also take Hawaii. The spread's like 13 and a half. Take Hawaii. It's down to 11. Take Hawaii. Still take Hawaii. Take Hawaii. For Hawaii? For Hawaii. No, it's for BYU. Oh. Yeah, BYU minus 11. So as long as Cole McDonald plays, then uh, yeah, it's going to be a game. It's going to happen in Provo tomorrow. Former Cedar High quarterback John Ursua back in town with the Bows. Also former Westlake quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cedar. Shout out to Region 9. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's going to wrap it for uh, today's impromptu special edition of KSL Game Night After Hours. I am Zach Hicken for the Internet Jesus, Sean Walker, and for uh, Hemahimuli Jr. I'm here too. He made an appearance tonight, guys. <laughs> And we'll have a second coming on Sunday night. We'll uh, take a quick look on uh, at the Wednesday games and uh, maybe a little bit of a preview of the first round of the state championship for the teams that are locked in. So uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Um, in the meantime, uh, subscribe and share our podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys then. Have a good night. Thanks, guys.